Now it's time for Inspirational Women. And my guest, Dr. Catherine Athens, a certified trauma therapist as well as a licensed marriage and family therapist. I grabbed this opportunity to speak with Dr. Athens today because we're dealing with so much violence and anger and hate in our world that it's literally killing us, if not actually, then spiritually and emotionally. And we need to know that we have the ability to change this for our own self. Each single individual does, and our life depends upon acting on this. Dr. Catherine Athens, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us today. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you, everyone who's listening today. Uh, We are sending love to you and just want you to know we're grateful that you're listening to Kate this morning. Well, I am grateful, uh, and thank you for saying it in that way, Dr. Athens. I'm grateful because um, the focus of our conversation is on what is happening in our world, all the turmoil, all the angst and anger and violence to a greater degree, and how, you know, in sending out that love, uh, making us aware of what we as this one individual can do to, to effect change. It might be really just in terms of ourselves, but it really is a ripple effect. But this is what we will find out from you as we go through this time together. Exactly, exactly. And definitely we can talk a lot about it, and we can talk a lot about hatred as a subject, because I don't think we talk a lot about that in our society at all. You know, how do people... Uh, unwind to that great length of of uh, insanity, and part of it has to do with being abused early on and fear, great fear, and then a lot of people in our world, unfortunately, instead of being taught to be kind, are taught to hate. Hatred is not something that is normal in the human being. It has to be taught. So that's a very key thing, Dr. Athens, that hatred is taught because, you know, we can see little children playing everything. It doesn't matter what color they are, what gender they are. They are just having fun in the playground. And then all of a sudden, at a certain age, a few years later, there's something that's gone on. So they're overhearing what? Conversations at home? Is it uh, conversations that they hear over television or in the movies? Everything. Mm. Everything. Especially by a loved one or an honored one, someone whom one would believe that they say those words, so they must be so. And that's really, really important as a parent, as a teacher, as a leader, to watch your words, to watch what you say, and to understand that supporting love, which we don't do, uh, is necessary because love will dissolve hatred. 
Yes, yes. And the thing is, some people don't really, I, I think, fully embrace that, but it is true. It's it's true, it's true, it's true, and uh, I, I like to quote the Heart Math Institute when we wrote The Heart Brain, we spent a day with them, and uh, Dr. Savon Trivert, who inspired us to write that book, a French neurologist, spent months with them, and they have tested the fact that when you have a group of about eight people and you meditate and you send love from the heart, that that love not only goes all around the world, it goes past our solar system into another galaxy. If you think about that, the love from the heart is about a hundred plus times more powerful than the love that's thought of in the brain. Wow. And so when we become heart-centered, you know, the Eastern cultures call the heart the mind. They don't think the mind is in the brain they think it's in the heart which is true when you cultivate that heart energy and send it out uh, it's very 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 powerful and so I know that there are many many groups all over the country that are doing that are gathering at different days and nights and gathering and sending out love, love to the earth, love to everyone on earth. And that is something that everyone can do that will make a difference, that will change things. And it's not going to change things to know the details of horribleness, Mm -hmm. the horrific things that are going on. That will just drag you down make you angry, make you feel bad. But if you can get into your heart, even if you don't have a group, in your meditation, calm yourself down. Earlier I had talked about just the 3 two, one exercise, and that is very powerful, breathing. And come into the heart, and then even put your hand on your heart. See how your heart is feeling, and send then send out love from your heart. Just send out love. I like pink cotton candy, so I always picture it like that. Um, maybe wrap the earth in pink light of love. And hopefully that, if we, enough of us can do that, that can change the course of some pretty ugly, ugly things that are happening. And this is a, so critically important that, as we said earlier, and you said, it's true, it's true, it's true, because it has to do with what we are thinking, where we focus. So if that focus is on accepting all the violence and negativity and wanting to buy into it, that's what you're creating versus 
step back, say, no, I don't accept that, and build, as you said, the energy of that love, whether it is that lovely cotton candy or whatever is beautiful, to focus on that and, and send that energy, that en- that love energy outward, we, we become that more and more. We do. We do and we will. You know what we think about and what we feel change the very essence of our neural pathways in our head. Mm-hmm. With the brain plasticity research that's been done and is being done, even the foods we eat will change the way we think. So if we can eat foods that are more natural, vegetables and fruits that come from the ground, you know, things that are uh, organic, Uh, the less messed with, if we can eat those things, those things are going to allow us to have healthier thoughts. If we can speak words of kindness and goodness, those spoken words are going to allow you to have healthier thoughts. That is, that's wonderful. It again it, it is empowering us to see the things that we can do as a person. And when we can see that change within ourselves, we're, we're changing the world around us. Others may see that. They may not change and, and ad- adopt that immediately. But when people see that change, I think they desire to have some of that. When they see us in a calmer, more generous, more loving, compassionate space, people are attracted to that. Exactly. Exactly. It's true. So that's very, you become very powerful. Emmett Fox, who was, I believe he was a unity minister, said, if you can love enough, you will be the most powerful person in the world if you will be willing to love enough. Because what we see in our world, and it just can be so overwhelming, which is why uh, I do not watch the news. I hear enough to know that there's awful stuff going on, and then I can send love there. But what we... What we see if we really embed ourselves in it is it just causes those negative emotions, the anger and the hatred to well up inside of us when it doesn't need to. Well, exactly. And we become that thing that we're watching with our eyes. We take it into our body and we don't understand that we, it's not useful to do that just not useful. But going out, uh, looking at the trees, being in the mountains, being in a meadow, being somewhere that's beautiful, looking at that and then sending that out and love. I like the seashore. Well, I like every all of those places because nature is so loving. Uh, one of my colleagues who's a sound therapist David Gibson, he has the Sound uh, Institute in San Francisco, 
says that every leaf of every plant is nature saying, I love you Mm. to us. Every leaf of every plant is love. Every blade of grass is nature saying, I love you. And I think it's so important to remember that the earth is full of love. I had one woman tell me, well, the earth is going to go blah. I said, stop. I don't want to hear it. And I said, look, I want you to go outside. I want you to be with the grass and understand that every blade is saying, I love you, and connect yourself to that love. And the thing is, oh, the the image that comes to me is from some decades ago. Uh, I think it was about 40 years ago that Mount uh, Mount St. Helens erupted uh, yes. in Oregon State. I think it was. Oh, no, in Washington State. It was. Mount St. Helens here. It erupted. And... Um, I was not living here at the time, but I certainly, everyone knew it happened. When I moved to Washington State about two years later, and I drove through the area, I did not make the connection, but I thought, what has happened here? Everything was burnt and gray and just so desolate looking. But given about a dozen years, it all of a sudden there was a river there. There were trees, there was green grass, there were flowers in the fields. Nature is resilient. It's we who are destroying it or don't uh, don't take time to appreciate it. Nature will come back. Uh, you know, we can do what we're doing to harm our dear earth, uh, but it will prevail. We won't necessarily, unless we change to what our heart and our and our um, brain energy is doing. It's true. It's true. It's true. I certainly think Hawaii, with all of the volcanoes, has some of the most beautiful mm. orchids and plants and and uh, uh, rich soil. You know, so it's true that nature is resilient and so nature can teach us when we see nature do this we can do this too exactly right exactly yeah because we're a part of nature and that's why when we look at what is going on in the world all these pockets of hatred were uh, there's so much violence and destruction of not just the earth, but of human beings, children, young babies. Uh, it, it's it's unnatural. It's against natural uh, uh, nature. It, that's right. That's right. It is. So it will dissolve and perish because it's against nature. It will not continue. And we need to understand that things that are not for nature, that are not loving and kind and truthful, will dissolve of their own accord because they don't contain that seed of kindness. And what it may take, Dr. Athens, we have to take the stance, right, that I'm not going to perpetuate this. If someone attacks me in some way, not to take it personally, 
but to deflect it with love or send love out to that person. It's true. And most people attack because they're afraid, because they've been hurt, because they've been abused. And that's what they know, you know, which is so sad. Mm -hmm. So as you say, if we start with ourselves and we make sure that we're better people and that will spread and people will say, huh, I want to be a better person too. You know, I want to be a better mom, a dad. I want to be a better citizen. I want to help someone, you know, who needs help. I want to give of myself. The more we do that, the more the kindness and goodness of nature can energize us, can nourish us, can open channels for the continuance of that behavior. And we can start out gradually. Start wherever we are. There's no uh, set time frame that way. We, we just have to desire to and make the choice to be different, to be that loving energy in the world. That's it. Start where you are and, and stop the judgment. Mm. Stop the judgment. Judgment is not being present. If you're present, you're not judging. So it's important to be present. Start where you are and start with whatever love you can see or feel or think about and start there. Start with little things, right? And pass those on. And like you said, we have that three to one meditation to do. You were sharing with us, eat more naturally. I can see where so many of the processed foods, that's a lot of chemicals. What kind of damage does that do to our hearts and our brains? So, so simplifying our life really will help in that way too. It will help. Uh, most of us, at least on the West Coast, have farmer's markets where farmers bring their produce, and you can say, you know, what has not been sprayed or what has been sprayed on it, you know, wash it, wash the produce as, as natural as we can be. And certainly there is research being done on the effect of different chemicals on our bodies. I know that uh, Monsanto has been sued we're using the um, Roundup, I guess it's, uh, I forget the chemical name, and ha- uh, has had to stop using that, you know? Mm-hmm. I think we need to understand. My father was a farmer back in Greece and in mm-hmm. here, and he said we never had organic things because we never had chemicals, but we knew how to place the oregano and the garlic so the bugs wouldn't eat all of our crops. We knew what what, uh, produce to put next to what so it would protect each other. I think that we've lost that understanding, not really lost, lost. I know when I was in college, I took a wonderful organic gardening class from Alan Chadwick, who was an international expert on that. And just learning 
so much about what goes with what and how we can produce good food without chemicals. Right, in that natural way. I mean, isn't that beautiful? And it only took our modern society to create all all these chemicals that we think are helpful, and yet I think they, they could definitely be the downfall of us. Well, you know, yes. Um, people don't realize, because we haven't been taught enough, I am all for starting children early on in their lives to learn about their bodies, to learn about their skeletal systems and their digestive systems and respiratory systems and what's helpful and not helpful. And, and we don't get taught enough about ourselves. So I, I am all for our school systems of including more human biology and physiology at an early age, at a very early age, because people remember what they learned at four years old and five years old. Mm -hmm. They remember that. They remember early things. And if we can teach people to pay attention to their bodies, to ask their body, is this something you want right now? and to listen, and to only eat enough to feel satisfied. Uh, sometimes with all of these chemicals, we eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. We're never satisfied. Um, the gentleman who made that movie Super Size Me mm. many years ago did a, an amazing service for all of us when he decided to only eat McDonald's three times a day and he went from being this very young, healthy person to having the doctor say, please stop this because your liver looks like you drink two-fifths of whiskey every day. Oh. And it took him over two years to come back from a one-month uh, trial of eating that. And unfortunately... You know, we have to have a better understanding of doing what's right versus doing what will get you the most money, you know? Yes, yes. And that is a very nasty word that we have, greed, and we have to stop that because it doesn't do our society or the world any good at all. But he was able to get salads placed in McDonald's. He was able to get them to stop, quote-unquote, supersizing. This meal was over 4,000 calories, and yet half an hour later he was hungry. Mm -hmm. Understanding their empty calories and their full calories. One of my clients has an organic garden, and she brings apples. And I swear, I don't even have to eat the whole apple, and I feel full. <laughs> I feel nourished. Right. It's so full of life force, life energy. So there's things that we can do that are not expensive. I teach a lot of mothers. They say, well, I don't have the money to eat well. I said, yes, you do. Let me show you what you can do. 
to stretch your dollars. I know growing up, my father had a horrible reversal in his business, and we had to cut our napkins in half. But my father would make stews with a little bit of meat, but with some fresh carrots, celery, sometimes green peppers and tomatoes, and rice, and they would be wonderful and delicious, and they would be satisfying, and they didn't cost a lot of money. And I tell mothers, go buy an organic chicken and roast it, cut the meat off, put the bones in water with garlic and celery and and boil the bones and make some consomme, you can make chicken soup, you can make chicken salad, you can have chicken sandwiches, and maybe you've spent $20 for the whole week. Right. That's possible, but we're not taught that, and we need to be taught how to live healthily on a little bit of money, you know? Yes. And, you know, as you were describing this, Dr. Athens, I I was sensing that there's a parallel here. What we do for our nutrition and the health of our body and learning that, we need to be doing that also for our mind, feeding our mind with the good things, not the negativity around us. But when it is a problem, if we have an illness uh, in our body, something develops, we go to the doctor for that. If there's a, this trauma in our, in our minds, in our hearts that goes on, we need to seek assistance and guidance to help us through that so we can get to a place of being and sharing love. That is very, very true. And I tell people to stop the resentment, stop being vengeful, because Who does it hurt, really? It hurts you, the person who's feeling that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't hurt whomever you're vengeful about. It hurts you. It creates an acid culture in your body, and acid cultures lead to heart attacks, lead to rheumatoid arthritis, lead to cancers. So it's really important if you become angry to stop to find a way to let it go, and then to say, you know what, I'm going to send love. I'm going to put love through my body and cells. And then I want to also remind your listeners, please get clean water, and you can know the amount you need by taking your body weight, cutting it in half. If you're a 150-pound man, you need 75 ounces of water. So you divide it in half, and that's the ounces. Now that's a little over half a gallon. And sip the water all day. So much of our misthinking is because our brain becomes dehydrated, and dehydrated brains don't think well. Mm-hmm. And so water is where there's you know, debate, anywhere we are 78 to 85% water. And we need to understand we need that amount of water every day, but sipping slowly. When you guzzle the water, the cells cannot absorb it. 
It just goes through your body. So drinking water, thinking good thoughts. I like in my book, Make Your Dreams Come True Now, to say cancel, 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 mm-hmm. erase, erase, erase. I now send love. I now feel love. I send love. I now let go of any negative feelings. I send them up to the sky, to Father Sky. I tell people, go to the beach, send them to Mother Ocean for cleansing and purification. And then it's not sitting in your body, putrefying your being, you know? Yes. Yes. Oh, so we see how this is so holistic in the sense that there's the connection between everything in our body. It's not isolated. So it all works together. Put in good stuff. It's going to help our whole beingness. Exactly. But put in any bad stuff, it's going to have that same effect. So what's the choice? Well, there is the choice. Yes. Exactly. It is a choice. Remember, it's a choice. And you can always choose the good stuff at any time. You're not stuck. You can always change your mind. Remember that as well. Yes. Well, Dr. Catherine Athens, it's always so wonderful to have you join us to bring this sense of peace and and reason and, well, common sense good health to us. So I'm deeply grateful that you've spent time with us. And for anyone wanting to learn more and to find out about some of the classes Dr. Catherine has, as well as her books, you can find her at CatherineAthensPhD.com. Correct? Yes. Yes. And remember, Athens is spelled A-T-H-A-N-S, not A-T-H-A-N-S. And Catherine is spelled C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. And then athansphd.com. Please come to my website, email me, call me. You know, I'm happy to speak with you, to communicate. If you're in trouble, let me know. I can help you. I can refer you to good resources. And remember to love. It doesn't cost you a dime. That brings us to the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Dr. Catherine Athens and Sunday Morning Magazine with J.O. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or to share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 106.9 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of being kind, compassionate, and gentle with each other. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning.